Landscaping your captain's landscaping your captain's front yard. Front yard, yeah. Thanks. What about manscaping your captains? No, thank you. Um, and uh, it really is for the betterment of society. Yeah, though. my brain is gone now. Uh, going to our sponsors, doing yeah. goodery, help. What is this? It's obviously a very good league. This is podcast. It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer. Soccer started. Yeah. Soccer started. I wonder where ten years went. Indy City Football Live, brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Cole and Shelby Street, Jason Chisholm, and Carrie Birch are the pot squad! Indy City Football Live, the podcast. Well, folks, it finally happened. We had a rain out on a Thursday. This is the first rain day we've had since moving to Thursdays. And it fell in the second week of the Indy Cup. So we're all very upset, but the new schedules have been um, the new schedules have been posted. We have moved Indy Cup um, to its next logical date. So we'll play three regular season games starting tomorrow. And then we'll be back to Indy Cup round two. So games that will be played this week, real quick. On uh, 620, League One, Field One, Hallville CD versus Irvington FC, followed by Real Fletcher Place and Riverside City. On Field Two, we'd have Sporting Heron Morton versus Mass Ave United, followed by Meridian Kessler United versus Mapleton FC. On Field Three at 620, it is our interleague showcase with Martindale AFC being the League One team and the Old North United being the League 2 team, followed by Bates Hendricks FC versus Atletico Pogues Run, both of the at properties, League 1. Moving on to our at properties, League 2 games, we'll have Broad Ripple City versus FC Fountain Square on Field 4. On Field 5, we have Near East United versus Southside Soccer Club, and followed by Upper Downtown FC versus Intermonon. On field six, you have Garfield AC versus Midtown FC, followed by Old Speedway City taking on Sporting White River. Those are your games for this week or tomorrow's games. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled podcast and all that fun stuff. But since we had a holiday weekend, hope your fourth was great. You're going to get a movie review because there's no games to cover. So enjoy. Kicking and screaming. We're here for our second movie review. We're doing a movie watch, movie review. Recap. Recap of the, was it 2003, 2005? 2005. 2005. 2005. According is that the first time you've seen it? No. Yeah, it was my first time. Oh, wow. I oh, had some that's actual... Cole kept thinking it was me no. that hadn't seen it. I thought it was you and me. Jason, I thought we have both you seen it before? It. I've seen it, But yeah. then I knew Cole had seen it like hundreds of times, and I was like, there's no way Shelby has not seen it. I love it. Well, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, but I'm really interested to see what you actually thought of it on your first watch. It uh, Loved it. Um, so, for the listeners, we're a minute and 50 and seconds we've got in. balls. Yeah, we've got balls. So that was one thing that I did was write down everything that I remembered vaguely before <gasps> watching this movie. Yes. Oh, do you want to 
And so is it worth saying now? I can say now. Yeah. I can say yeah. At the end. It okay. looks vague enough that I think it would be perfect. It's been a say. long. This Number is like one. Those tweets where they tweet the emojis for an episode. Mm-hmm. And like, if you saw it, you know it. If yep. you don't, you have no clue what they're talking about. Yep. No spoiler unless you've seen it. So number one, Mike Dicka. <laughs> number two, and he has balls. Mm-hmm. Number three, Pele ball. Mm. Just, there's Pele ball. Uh, the number four, I guess, I don't know why I started numbering this. That was a bad choice. Um, Byung-sun and his mom's, as well as the Gatorade cup. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know how to write down in my notes the sound of mm-hmm. a cup, but you'll know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, espresso, tetherball, mm. and no smoking. Mm. So those were like my vague so it wasn't even memories. The, it wasn't even in the order. No, no. that was in no, no order whatsoever. <laughs> no, that was just general plot lines um, that I remember. Um, so we can you start. I have comments about actors and actresses. We can get to it as they're like introduced. Perfect. Because I also have some questions that I'm hoping the group can answer about a couple people I saw. Not Mike Ditka. I know who that is. Not Mike Ditka. Okay. So we've just started. As we know, um, it starts with an incredible phrase. With, with Will Ferrell. And Will the- Ferrell saying, I was born a baby. I did laugh out loud. I've seen that said somewhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was in relationship to this movie. We're um, a minute and 50 seconds in. We're in a montage of him being bad at every sport. He's right. going to East Western University. Chariots Beautiful. of Fire is playing, and he's so bad. He keeps hitting hurdles. He's got the javelin. East Western. Okay, that, guy. Is, that guy right there is okay, the, the coach dad from Even Stevens. Western. Yes. <gasps> There's two Even Stevens characters in this movie. Yes. He almost hits Kate Walsh with a javelin. Kate Walsh, it's tough to make her not look sexy, and they almost achieve it in this scene. Almost. She's wearing not scrunchies, quite. which I do all the time. Two. Yeah. she. I, she's so For high. school pride, she's got her school colors in there. I've done that. Look at this sweater. And then we see Phil. We meet we don't know dad. His name. We meet the dad who's getting married to someone that is the same age as... Will Ferrell's getting married to, and they're getting married at the same time. And her name is Janice. Janice. I wanted to ask the group, is that the name of the like crazy aunt in Just for Kicks? I couldn't remember. Do we have some parallelism? I'd, I'd have to look it up. All I know her is a crazy hat Google aunt. before this. <laughs> so this obviously. It's, it's important to know that Will Ferrell's dad did not, is, Will Ferrell's mom did not die. <laughs> he divorced her. She just divorced Which I'm pretty sure is the, the plot line of um, what is it? The Great Outdoors? Is that the animated show with um, Ron Swanson? That's not Ron Swanson. He keeps saying that his wife died. Great North. The Great North, yes. So then we also find out that that Sam, Sam Phil, Phil and his dad give birth to sons on the exact same day. And we're already set up for some great competition. Their sons' names are Sam and Bucky, respectively. Mm-hmm. And Phil works at... Phil's Pills. He's an, he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> Just important to call out, you know? So my first mistake, I thought that Phil owned his own pharmacy. And I was like, wow, great for him. He owns a pharmacy that's not like a CVS or a Walgreens or something. 
And then Cole brought it to my attention that it's probably just like supplements and yeah. herbal junk. They make a big point of saying vitamins. Mm-hmm. Vitamins. We so, got the H3. I didn't know people were talking about the environment in 2005, but. Yeah, but the other Phil thing here it. is I thought that this woman, this is like. I thought she was going to be a bigger plot line than she is. <laughs> she's in it a couple times. And, but she's in the preview, I felt like, or the trailer. And I was like, oh, that's his big nemesis. No. Mm-mm. She's in it twice. So Phil arrives at Sam's soccer game. He is, it's in the second half. He's getting out his camcorder. The camcorder. Bucky. Will Ferrell's brother, Bucky. Yo, is that's weird to say. ripping through. He's kicking up a storm. Probably went around like five, six people. Yeah, he scores. So we meet the kids, and Bucky is none other than Josh Hutcherson. Who is that? AKA PETA from The Hunger Games. <gasps> yeah. Holy moly. Who has also some of the best skits on SNL. Hilarious. What? Yeah, this guy's big. Huh. Yep. I'd say outside of Will Ferrell, he's probably the biggest actor from this show. Uh, Kate Walsh got- would like a word. Um, I couldn't tell you another movie Kate Walsh is in. She's in Grey's Anatomy. Kate uh-huh. also had her own side spin show, uh, spinoff, as they say. We also meet uh, Phil's son, which is Sam, played by <clears throat> Dylan McLaughlin. He's a cutie. What else Ooh, is he in? Fun fact. So not a whole lot, but he had a brief cameo as a character named Benji in iCarly. Mm. His fun, he was going, he's supposed to be on the web show. And his fun thing was that he could fit either his fist or his foot into his mouth. And then he bailed last second to go see the plain white tees. And so they had Gibby come on and they tried to convince Gibby to put either his fist or his mouth in his, or his fist or his foot in his mouth instead. Which knowing what we now know about Nickelodeon, it was most likely a foot. And this is what, this is where we find out what Phil's dad does. He owns a local sporting goods, goods store. With and the he's tag, got slow, the tagline of he's got balls. He's got balls. <clears throat> we also saw the the Pele ball. The Pele ball. In my notes, just like Shelby, I just wrote Pele ball, but then I wrote RIP in parentheses. Now, the <laughs> the the ball is in a trophy, which says the victory ball. But when we flash back later in the movie, you'll see that it's not from a victory. Yeah. Spoilers, Jason. Oh, I didn't catch that fun fact. Oh, you, you'll love this development. I'm here for rumors and like actor information. Jason's here for the actual like plot okay. lines. So Jason, do you want to tell us who just made a cameo in this movie that ends up being more than a cameo? Mike Dicka. Yeah. So there is a neighbor who hates Bucky who is blowing leaves aggressively into his yard. <laughs> and just and chucked a ball at Will Ferrell. It's Mike Ditka, and he's so pissed. He hates him. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's a good old man, grumpy old man style rivalry. Mm. So They're uh, in this basement, which looks amazing, by the way. A basement bar. Buck's bar. Buck's bar. Buck's it's bar. a Buck deep and Phil. basement. Buck and Phil are in the basement. Yeah, that, that, that basement's like 12-foot ceilings. Yeah. They're playing darts. Darts. Mm-hmm. And this is where the story really takes off. Phil confronts his dad, Buck, about son Sam's playing time. And we find out that son... 
His son Sam has been traded. To the Tigers. The Tigers. We don't really know much about the Tigers now, but we know that they're not the Gladiators. And based on the first soccer montage, we can kind of assume that the Gladiators are very, very good. So, you know, there's a lot of parallels between Phil and his son, Sam. They both played for the Gladiators and they both sat on the bench. So now, you know, it's not great that your grandfather traded you, but he can kind of, Sam can kind of create his own destiny here because it seems like he was on his dad's same path. So it might be good in the end, but we'll have to find out later. We'll have to find out. We've also met in this basement a huge fish tank with a lone fish named Killer. And there goes Killer. Will Farrell hits the, sh- the tank with a dart, kills Killer. Would that, does this stand up to physics, guys? Mm, I mean, he'd have to throw that awfully hard. And hit like a spot that's already probably already cracked. Exactly. This is one of my favorite things, this movie. The scene? Yeah. Just how angry he feels. Yeah. Just using the word asinine over and over Just again. Twice? I've never used the word asinine in my life once. I have. Wow. Spitting angry. Swirling about. <laughs> His heart rate is dangerously high right now. I just think so often, every time I watch a Will Ferrell movie, just how insane it would be to act alongside him oh, to try to and not break face. character. Because you know that take, he hadn't said that before. No, that had to have been fresh. When, she, when he was like asinine over and over again, she was like, did you say asinine? Yeah. Kate Walsh. This is where I was like ready to see what happened next because she was like, I'll tell him. And he's like, no, I have to. And I was like, this is going to be a scene. (laughs) He hits the steering wheel. The airbag goes off in his face. Look at that old Yahoo. Beautiful. Old Yahoo. Is that an old Mac? Is this bedroom the same bedroom as American Pie? Potentially. But I didn't notice this the first time. There's a Chicago fire blanket on the bed. Oh, was there? Yes. Yes. There it is. Yeah. Also a Lord of the Rings Oh my gosh, look at this actual branding. We've got the Chicago Fire. We've got Lord of the Rings. Apple right there. So Will Ferrell proceeds to like lay down, break the news. And like slowly have one of the best mental breakdowns I've ever seen in a comedy. Some very strong projection. <laughs> yeah, a lot of projection. He's putting himself in Sam's shoes here. And I, I was that kid. You don't want to be him. That kid's in this room. <laughs> we have a call for mom mom comes in to save the day and this is slap number one of the movie oh, there are enough to get a count going yes. <laughs> so we find out the tigers are blue and that he says that they're in last place we find out they're only one game into the season so i have a bit of some qualms <laughs> with this but 
Nothing I can do. But then when you look at them. it's also like a historical last place. Like you know that they're uh, bottom of the table. So we meet the team. I This is my favorite part. We meet, uh, I can't remember his actual character name, but the second Even Stevens actor, Beans, who's pregnant. Hashtag relatable. Number eight is peeing <laughs> in a bush. Someone shoves a teammate. They're prepared to forfeit. This team is down on their luck. They're not even here for a good time. They're just showing up. Because they absolutely have to. And Mr. Mosby. Mr. Mosby is oh! here. I wrote team of misfits. Uh, Ginger kids. Kid digging. <laughs> one of the dads um, that's more of a recurring character in this movie is the auditor from I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. <laughs> he is mostly known as a like producer and writer. Like He does more behind the scenes stuff. But he was the auditor in Chuck and Larry, which I find hilarious. Uh, Matt Winston is his name. We have Rachel Harris, who I know her as the wife from The Hangover. Mm. Um, I don't remember the actor's name, but she's like, take your Rogaine or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's her. Yep. That is the it or that is it of my actor notes. Cole, I have an actor note from you, but I don't know when, I don't know who he is, so I don't know when the character comes in. I'll tell you in a second. Okay. So the story just picks up again. So now, you know, we said the story began when Sam got traded, but now Phil has stepped up in his coaching and now- Because the other coach- Had a mental breakdown. After one game. He disappeared. Nobody even knows where he is. There were moving trucks at his house. I can relate. The um, referee of the game town. is Michael Bolton of Office Space. Yes. Nice. Do you have the no Shelby? Do you have the name clown. of the person that I told you to write down? I do. Okay. What's his name? Danny Barrera. Okay. There is a player on the Gladiators. His name is Danny Barrera. He, since this game, since this movie in 2005, he has since played in the USL Championship. Whoa. He's a pro soccer player and has played against Indy Eleven in Indy. Really? Yes. Um, other side note, this Avery kid, the sarcastic one, I believe that it's prior beans. to this, he was in Frasier in a couple different episodes. I can You're telling out. me you don't know him as Beans? No, I don't know what that means. From Even Stevens? That's Beans. I only, I am a little old to have watched Even Stevens. Come on. Man. Um, the... The Tigers, the game starts. The Tigers are not maybe putting their best cleat forward here. Um, They are clearly outmatched. Some of them are not even running in the right direction. Um, We see this cute, very tiny kid. Do you want to talk about him? Hogan Jones. (laughs) Beyonce is one of the cutest kids I've ever seen in my life. He is falling over. Absolutely he is adorable. little. He is hiding. They start asking the other kids, hey, you want to go in? They're like, nah, I'm good. And Avery's <laughs> crossing his legs. Is this The gladiators do a flying V essentially here. Formation, yeah. Um, also, Carrie, yeah. yes, he played two episodes in Frasier. But not two right by each other. And, one, and he plays two different characters, kind of. Oh, I didn't look at all that. So, I just saw that he was yeah, in two episodes it, of Frasier. He plays 
a like little kid who's mad at Daphne's mom mm-hmm. for not having Halloween candy out. So he pranks her, but she pranks him back and they get in a huge like prank war. And then his parents are like, you need to apologize to this little girl who's been pranking you and you've been pranking. And then it's like a 65 year old woman. I remember that. And episode. then he's in another episode also. Oh, hang on. Yeah. You got to talk about this. Yong Sung is just, he's got a Gatorade cup and empty, just like paper cup. And he's just tapping it on his knee over and over. Fun fact, since we're getting like a nice shot of the back of everyone's jerseys, these names are a lot of the like film crew. Oh, cool. So it's like set designers and the costumers, I'm assuming like the casters, like just everyone kind of behind the scenes. That was their way to like pay tribute. So the final score of the Gladiators Tigers was 13 to zero. I've seen worse in Indy City football. Was, I was about to ask, <laughs> has there been worse in Indy City football? There has, Jason? and there definitely has. Remember what the first score uh, was of um, our other re- movie review? Oh, no, mm-hmm. what was that? It was something close to like. What was the score of the What was the score of the Broad Ripple, White River game that I ref this year? I think it was twelve one or twelve. I thought that was like a fifteen zero. I thought it was 14. I'd have to relook it back up. But I think that was probably the most similar. Oh, for sure. Yeah. To, well, to what we just happened. Except. Riverside never was in a flying V formation down the center of the field. <laughs> it might have been. Will Farrell, uh, they're scoring from midfield. In case though. you missed it, he just decided to be the full time head coach because mm-hmm. he hates his dad. Sam is so excited. He looks so happy. Look at these blue pants that he's wearing. So we do see the table. They've Somehow, some teams <coughs> have played three games and the Tigers haven't. Yeah. <laughs> They're well, they, in last well, they, well, they have 13 games. They have 13 teams, which is not even, which makes, I mean, people are going to have off weeks. Okay. Okay. This is where we find out that Byung Sun has two moms. He is the cutest. And, and he's shy. He's shy, according to his moms. That's every time they talk about this kid, they just go, and he's real shy. He's real shy. They hand Will Ferrell a book called My Child is Shy (laughs) and say you should check it out. Will Ferrell learning what lesbians are. It's. Wow. Wow. Looking around to see if anyone else is seeing this too. (laughs) (laughs) Better. You're better than the other parents. I didn't realize that guy was that kid's dad because the kid I is... I did not either. That is the most kids. massive kid and the most the tiniest dad. Kid's 15. <laughs> Everyone else is 10. <laughs> there has to be one of those in this type of movie, though. <laughs> so when I w- last watched this movie for this review, I did it on my phone. It is much different on this TV. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell got a, got a comment. He's wearing jeans and a tucked-in polo shirt. I mean, some of these kids are wearing, like, khaki shorts. Yeah, but no one is wearing, um, there's a kid wearing joggers. No one's wearing full-on pants, I noticed. Like, some slightly better fashion choices. The one kid does have a button-down shirt on, open. There's always one kid. There's always some kid that shows up to practice in polo. Vian Song is so excited and just says it's the electric in the air and claps and everyone looks at him. At least they're not (sighs) stereotyped. Children like there still are. Not, There's the weird not ginger like the kid. Greaser or the Yeah, we don't have a greaser. no leather jacket. Yeah. 
So the kids oh, the are aunt, going. The aunt and Jess for kicks is Louise. Louise. Not, uh, is it Janice or Janice? Janice. Hunter offers to eat a worm for $5. Uh, we're not sure why, really, except he wants $5. And he just wants to eat a worm. I There's always one of those Really, kids. no one asked him to do this. No one hinted no. that he should do it. But he still wants his money. Which is not how bets work. If the other person doesn't agree to the bet and then you do the thing, they don't owe you anything. So next we get the ball to be on some. This kid Very is racist music though. He says, yeah, agreed. But he does say what he can contribute to the field. He goes, I am a very kind person. Oh, the cutest. In one of our seasons of Indy City football, one of our players said that she brings enthusiasm to the team. And it really pissed off one of our friends. <laughs> He's a lot more soccer forward than that. Was not a fan. <laughs> he has since moved out of state. Avery says he likes to keep his pimp hands strong. And he calls Will a cracker. <laughs> he heard it in a rap video once. So you can use you can say cracker and keep it in a PG movie, I think. I guess. Yeah. That we learned that today. I like so how for all half you, of his jokes are just recapping something that immediately happened. Like, just happened. But just to call out, so all you white folks who think cracker is just as bad as the other <laughs> racial slurs... You could say cracker and still be a PG movie. You can't use the other words in a PG movie. Yep. So <laughs> just just for or not just for kicks. Uh kicking and screaming just solved that debate for us. So they try to go through these drills that seem very complicated for children and for a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. So they don't really do them. There's more chaos. Immediate chaos. Young yeah. son is in the ball <laughs> in net. The ball bag rolling <laughs> yeah. around. This is one of my favorite, another uh, one of my favorite lines. Four foot whirling dervish. <laughs> I don't even know what a dervish is. <laughs> he's not a coach. He needs Carrie, is this how you felt after your first couple games yeah. as a manager? Not the first one, but the next several. Oh, no. It's racist, guys. <laughs> it. It is a classification of a dance. What is a whirling dervish and why is it called that? They are known for their worship rituals, which require the dervish to spin very fast, causing his clothing to fi fan out in a circle. The men wear large circular skirts to capitalize on this effect. Something... A, to call something a whirling dervish is to say that that object or person resembles a spinning top or is wild in its movements. It's specific to Islam. I thought yeah. we were still talking about crackers. No. Okay, so. All right, but Shelby. Important. Yeah, this, this is a call back to you. What's going on here? Uh, why are you calling me out specifically? Where did you? What was your last point? Mike Ditka. I don't know. No. What? No smoking. No smoking. Yes. Yeah, so Phil goes to Mike Dicka, says, hey, I need some help coaching this soccer team. Mike Dicka's like, why would I care about soccer? And then he mentions that it's going up and they would compete against 
his dad, a.k.a. Mike Dick, his neighbor. He's in immediately. He has lit up a cigar. His wife keeps telling him to put it out, and he keeps blaming it on Phil. And Phil takes the Which blame. is hilarious. I mean, yeah. It's so funny. What are you going to do? Tell Mike Dick a no? You can't. You can't. So Mike is in. <laughs> he shows Coach up in Dicka. his bear's sweater and vest. he's carrying everything. Like I died. Three bags of balls. <laughs> no, none of the kids know who Mike Ditka is. No. They don't know. They, uh, they think he's Sammy Sosa. I thought I had a Ditka fact, but I don't. I wrote for this part, incredible speech. He gives an incredible speech. Some of you are going to wish I was dead. Young son, terrified. So at this point, <laughs> Tigers are going in. Oh, wait. This is what practice still. So they're doing push-ups because it's practice. But why were they just in we all their... skipped an entire game. Jersey. Yeah, we just are pretending that game didn't happen. Oh, So I was going to say, the Tigers are dressed. They've got their kits on. Ryan is in his second goalie jersey of the movie. I did notice more than once. <laughs> Are we, is that another so, thing we're keeping track of, like slaps? Yes. Yes. Uh, so we are up to two different jerseys. He's had a yellow jersey and a red jersey. The Tigers are blue. He's got Beyonce. Landscaping. Carrying Landscaping. trash. It's different. Hey, that's a volunteer point. Yeah. You can go, <laughs> the kids are washing his car for him. Sam just gets kicked in the back of the head with the ball from Avery. Ginger they actually scored. scored. The ginger kid scored. I don't know why that specific dad was so excited. That's not his kid. I also wanted to point that out. <laughs> Who do those gingers belong to? And the ref has a toupee. It falls off. Young son runs off with it. Yelling, I'm the ref, I'm the ref. Okay. Please keep in mind he can't get in trouble because he's shy. shy. Very shy. And we are up to goalie jersey number three with the green. All named. Like, these aren't just, like, long sleeve t-shirts. Like, this is literally a printed he's out got, jersey with his name and number on it. multiple goalie jerseys. Yes. Carrie wrote down here, Dika is mad. He is. Was. He stormed off the field, yeah. So the recap of this game, first one with Mike Dick as a coach. Okay. They did not win, but they scored some goals. But Phil thinks it's a great idea to get the team a gift. Bring them all together, you know? Point of gratitude. Oh, I missed my fun fact. At the end of that game, every single one of the dads is wearing stripes. 
Every oh. single one is wearing a striped shirt. As a soon-to-be parent, I would be very upset if someone sent me home with a live animal. Oh, especially a little finch, a bird. And, like, these are not real cages. Like, this is not something that an animal can live in. No, This a, cage is eight inches tall. It can be transported tall. in. Yeah, that's about it. Is this still in his basement? No, I don't think so. Oh, no, no, I don't think it's... I think this is like a... A restaurant or yes, a bar of some musties. sort. A mid, it's called a mid-season bash. So this is where we start to connect the points. I don't know. I didn't realize at first, but Phil actually sponsors the league. Like, he is the guy, which makes sense because he owns this, like, sporting goods store. Oh, Buck. Buck. Yeah. Oh, Buck. Buck. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, is he pumping all these kids up with vitamins? Yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got vitamins. Carrie pointed out here that Janice is playing the keyboard. Yes. We, that was going to be my next point is we've got Janice on the keys. And it's turning into, um, a lot of jokes from, um, Buck's friends pointed right at Phil. At Phil. Yeah. It is interesting. This has got to be like one of the more involved youth leagues I think I've ever seen. I mean, like to get all uniforms. these parents together. And yeah, for a midseason bash, like, and there's no kids involved with this. No, this is not child friendly. This is an open bar. Mike Dick is smoking a cigar, just walking around. Uh huh. Two thousand five. You can. I don't know. I don't know where this takes place exactly. You might have been still just, able I'm to not smoke sure indoors. If he's smoking or just chewing. Just on has that. it. Yeah. Uh, this is my next question. We cut to the tiger's parents eating cake. I am dying to know about the construction of this soccer ball cake because it is literally just a massive soccer ball. It was. It is massive. It's a sphere. Like it's a perfect sphere. I mean, it looks like it's about two feet in diameter. There's the the um the relevate the revelation that finches were a bad idea. Yes. And that he may have inadvertently poisoned their children. Um Young Sun's moms come up mm -hmm. to Mike Dicka, ask him for an autograph. He's too shy to ask for himself. Yes. He asks them how to spell it, decides he does not have time. Makes it out to. He thinks he got it. No, he, think, he thinks he got it. Not, he, think, I mean, he, he knew he had enough time. He just thought he got it. Makes it out to Bing Bong. Which is not the only time he calls him Bing Bong. No, that becomes his name slash nickname for the rest of the movie. So there's um, 13 teams. It sound, seems like this is midseason bash. They've played six games. They have not won a single game yet. Nope. So the best they can do is a 500 record. But this is this 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 scene's important because Buck and Dicka get like basically get into it. This is what makes Dicka actually care. He you know he cared enough to join because he was going to get a coach against the dad uh -huh. against Buck. But since they get ready and they start throwing hands, 
he truly wants to win, which leads us to the next phase of the movie. So I don't know if this counts as a slap or not, but Phil gets punched by Mike Ditka. Punch <laughs> is just a closed hand slap. And we learned that Ditka Someone has fists like a small truck. That sounds accurate. I, I believe that. Yeah, I don't think anyone's surprised with that. It looks like they're about to get it on. And then Phil just starts crying. Another, another breakdown. <laughs> so Phil, the love of his wife, cannot help him in this moment. I just love Kate Walsh's like late 90s, early 1000s haircut. It's very much reminding me like Rachel from Friends. And third time Phil is crying. And this is where Phil learns about coffee. Does he have sit-down tables at his place? Yeah, I think he's like it's like a smoothie bar. Okay. Like that okay. kind of stuff. So Phil is running Herbalife. Is that what's happening here? Yeah, but it's like <laughs> it's like a GNC. Is oh, he in an MLM? Again. Slapped it, again. It makes me feel like like if you go to a gym and there's like a place where you can get like protein and stuff, but they also have like snacks and stuff. It mm. feels like that okay. type of okay. store without the gym. Okay. So yeah, Phil has just discovered coffee. Paul. He called. <laughs> Mike Dick is not just not good with names, but it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to be. He's good at other things. Like winning the Super Bowl. So Mike Dick had just mentioned it take me three years to get these guys in shape, which reminds me of we were listening to a different podcast, um, I think Men in Blazers, and they were talking about how the idea of a recovery year or an improvement year, what'd they call it? Like a tank year. Tank year is so violently American. Like the idea of like, oh yeah, the Colts are going to suck this year, yeah. but it's for the draft pick and so we can get better yes, like next year is just so American that like Europeans and folks from other countries, like they hear it and it just makes no sense to them. I mean, a tank here is going to drop you all the way through divisions, so. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Then you lose half your revenue, so you mm -hmm. have to get rid of half your players. So then we meet the Italians. Meet the Italians. And this is a great point. We, I think everyone else missed this. Mike Dicka said they live in the district. That means there are some geographic requirements for this league, similar to another league that I know above, Indy City Football. Sounds familiar. And Little League Baseball. Pop Warner Football. Yeah. Most... And they don't speak English, correct? Correct. Mm -mm. They're learning. So they're basically apprenticing this uncle or grandfather, whoever this man is, um, at a butcher. And then as they're working, they're learning English, like, through the job. They're learning to work, which is also insane that, like, 10-year-olds are working, working. I got no problem with it, but... Meet first... We get the iconic line, meet first. 
And we are on to goalie jersey number four. This one is purple with stars, which might imply that he has won a championship before. I don't know if the stars are that big on the front. Does that mean anything or is it just a star at that point? Jason, you design jerseys. It seems like it's a design choice. Like it's just aesthetic. It doesn't have any symbolism. The Italians are here for their first game. And the Italians are named Gianpero and Mosimo. Very Italian. Uh, Attention to detail I loved here is that they are the only ones without marked jerseys. Like, I think they have numbers, but they don't have names. That is a good attention to detail. And so we have our first game of the Italians versus the Generals. They're just playing give and go together. And I don't think they used any audio in this movie. I, I like any sound, any music nope. to show this part. Not really. There's not like you hear a, all the touches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that noise effect. The wind. Beautiful header into the net. Everyone is impressed. The Will Farrell losing even, his mind. Yeah, the other team hasn't even touched the ball yet. Mm-mm. And then we get the very stereotypical Italian music. Music you would hear at Buca di Beppo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mama. Buca di Beppo, proud mm-hmm. resident of 18 Mile Square territory. Mm. Yeah. That's all we can tell you about that. Also... I didn't write this down, but I'm thinking it now. Are these nets not massive for children of this size? These nets are probably the same size as Indy City football. They feel huge because these children are so, so small. small. Some of these kids are as tall as you, dude. That says more about me than it does about the children. I, There's your young first, son out here. He, homie's two foot eight. There's the first glimpse of the mega person. I think that one kid, though, is like a head taller than everybody else. Yeah. Ambrose. Ambrose. That's his name, Ambrose. Thank you. That's such a foot taller than everyone kid name. We come back to the after party hosted at Phil and Sam's house. They are kicking soccer balls about. They're eating pizza, eating candy. There's the weirdest family photo I've ever seen above this fireplace. It's very like... It's like a painting. Black box theater actors. Meat comes first. Yep, the Italians could not attend the after party because meat comes first. Which is another gift here um, that's not the Finches, but the Soccer Dan DVD. A more realistic gift for a youth soccer league. An instructional DVD. Phil starts roughhousing. He's kicking a ball around. He's knocking stuff over. Starts breaking things. Gets yelled at by his wife. Tries to pull a Mike Ditka. Says, man, they're kicking these balls. Blames it on Beans. The entire team rats him out. 
He does he not has, have he the power. The same weight of Mike Ditko. Also, who is that guy who just got tackled? Oh, is it not Phil? No, it was clearly a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> so now everyone is getting aggressively Italian. All the parents. <laughs> they're, they're learning flags. phrases. They got flags. Jersey number. Uh, five, maybe? A decorated green? It was green yeah. and it had like a nuclear like reactor thing. Phil's wearing the same outfit he wore to coach in last time. The green striped shirt, blue track pants. Are they tra- I don't think they're track pants. I think they're like. Slacks? Yeah. Like, or, uh, I don't know what they're called. Chino. Mm. Oh, these no, might be those track-, are track pants. Those are track uh, pants. This shaved headed man next to Phil uh-huh. is. A recurring character in Tulsa King now. I don't remember what his name is, but that's the guy who owns the uh, dispensary. Yep. He gets a giant M&M cookie in that Very Panera-like. We're going to have Hapcalf. What do you have to say for this, Truman? (laughs) He learns that coffee is hot. I got it. Oh, gotta remember that one. Why do we need a sound bite of that? You're just gonna ruin Jason's eardrums later. So now the Italians are teaching. The yep. problem with this is the Italian is showing him like the chin. This kid has no chin. <laughs> Go for it. Mike Avery. Has so kids, that man. that play that they're looking. All, every basically everything they're showing right now is foreshadowing. Yes. 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 Yeah. So the you Italian to called Sam, you're, you're a real duffer. You said you're real tough. No. You said duffer. What the fuck is a duffer? I'm so glad you asked, Cole Street. A duffer is slang for idiot. It's oh, not wow. even like necessarily an Italian phrase. Kids start asking them to translate things into Italian. They're asking for words like pizza and spaghetti. As Phil drinks more and more coffee, his dress gets more aggressive. The way he dresses. More unhinged. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Still forgetting that coffee is hot, though. They're playing the generals again, right, in this scene. This is weird. Oh, no, it, it was the generals, oh, and then orange, it's a brown yeah. team. Three different jerseys. And now it's an orange team. Now, now we're green. back to the green. They're, it's just a montage. And yellow. I think that was jersey, goalie jersey number six or something. Beans looks already just like he did when he was younger. He looks like 35. Yeah. When he's like seven. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, they're catching up Bucky, the uncle, basically. On what's going on. He says, you should get some Italians. I just wanted to confirm that this was part of Southside Soccer Club's success last season was our mid-season pickup of an Italian. Shout out, Christina. We have finally found out who the parent of the ginger is. It's another ginger who pulls him off the field to slather sunscreen on him. 
I was not a ginger growing up, but I was absolutely the kid that was getting pulled off so my mom could slather me in sunscreen. We have a giant Italian flag. The dad is just singing. Random English Italian words. Things, again, that you would find on the menu at Buca di Beppo. Mm-hmm. Just in a sing-song voice. Here Phil comes back. He's wearing a bear sweater. Just exactly like Mike Dicka. Trying so hard to fill that warm fatherly figure role in his life. And okay. just not succeeding. The uh, We're through another montage. The Tigers are now up to fourth. Um, though the entire time has... these, All these games have been... The only goal is to pass to the Italians. Yep, that's the, the only play. Parents are saying Get it to, to the their Italians. kids, pass to the Italians. That's the only bit of advice given to this entire team is these two kids will beat everyone in this league. So they they've won five so in a row. They're yep. 500. That means 10 games through. Yep. Two games left? Yep. There's a law that says you should never beat the old man at anything. So now they're playing back Tether to one ball. of other of Shelby's points, tetherball. Because Buck has balls. It's shocking to me that there's enough rules in tetherball that there can be fouls. I that yeah. was my note during this is I just don't understand tetherball. I didn't realize that there was, yeah, rules to it. They're like surveying and shit. I remember playing tetherball in school. But it wasn't an all-the-time thing. It was like only when the ball was available and we clipped it to the string. Mm. So it was always off the string. Yeah. That was rope it? goes bad in two business days. Uh-huh. I do remember playing it. I don't remember any of the rules other than... No, I just hit I it. think the concept of tetherball, the idea is that you're trying to spin it around one way and the other person's trying to spin it around the other way. And then yes. whoever yes. gets it all the way around their way, they win. Yes. Yep. But yeah, I don't understand how you can foul. So I, one other thing is I know. Also. More Gatorade. Also, there. this is a five-gallon bucket of Gatorade for four adults. Like this is a family no, barbecue. Pro, but the barbecue is always after the games. I bet you it's from the game. Ooh, Phil's covered in red. Buck is, Buck is a lot stronger and more physically fit than his son, Phil. Absolutely. I bet you Janice is actually younger, too. Barry. And Phil is playing in jeans. And we're not talking like new jeans that have a little bit of stretch in them. These, These are, are 2005 jeans. Old jeans, stiff as a board. Trying to play tetherball in a pair of stiff Dark blue denim jeans is gonna be it's gonna be tough. This is, feels very so his dad just said, What's that called when you almost win? Oh yeah, losing. Which feels very parallel to Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. And we have the startings of a bit. So the bet turns out to be I don't even think it's even so if the gladiators win phil has to go work for buck sell his company yeah and go work for buck it's might not be worth very much he's gonna buy a vitamin store 
in 2005? I was 10 in 2005. I don't know. Are remember. they playing the Fort Lauderdale Strikers? Yes. We see the New York Cosmos versus Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Two teams that used to both be in the NASL. And he's got an old school Cosmo hat on. Yeah. Now, with the fire blanket earlier, do we think they live in Chicago? Yeah, they live in Chicago now. Makes sense with the Mike Ditka thing. Yeah. Facts. I don't think I ever caught that they were playing Fort Lauderdale. So, the the bet is, Gladi- if the Gladiators win, Phil has to leave his Phil's pills, sell Phil's pills, and go work for Buck Weston. Mm-hmm. Sporting goods store, and then if Tigers win, then uh, he gets Pele ball. Yep. And this is also where we're starting to get Phil closer to his final form, championship game attire. He's now wearing a Puma tracksuit, and he is doing shots of espresso before going to a soccer game, where he's also labeled his coffee as Phil only. They said they got to win five games in a row just to make the semifinals. So they are not playing a balanced schedule, everybody. They're playing no. 15 games to get to the semifinal. So maybe one of them, maybe every team makes the playoffs. There's a plan. I'm not quite sure how they would do it. Another soccer goalie jersey? No, well, he's had already that one. Had he's had that one. Nicole, to your point, though, he is now wearing a full, like, velour tracksuit. Gray and blue. Like, it slowly gets more and more tiger-y as, the, as time is goes on. Is a puma on. a tiger? That's the question. They're both cats. And we are just reinforcing the idea that the only play is get the ball to the Italians. This is where we find out. That meat has come first. The Italians cannot make it. <clears throat> and this is extra critical for Phil because they have to win five in a row just to make the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Remember. Mm-hmm. I got a big order. It's basically a half cow that I have to break apart, tear down. This is where Phil's getting a little cocky. Yells at a children's birthday party to be quiet in the park. (laughs) So he gets hung up on. And so Phil says, all right, we're going to the meet then. So the team shows up in their jerseys. Some of them have on aprons. Not all of them do. And they start cutting meat. And then we have a food truck. Is it a food truck if they don't actually serve the food, if it's just transporting raw meat? Um, this is a way to enter. It's a Regardless, it's, I don't they, think they show up in this like boxcar situation. Bloody children come pouring out of the back. They're absolutely soaked in blood. Phil, by far the worst of them all. It's on his face. He did not wear an apron. It is all over his velvety jumpsuit. They made it. The other coach takes a look. 
says, hey, one of my kids didn't bring socks. We're out of here. We forfeit, and they take off running. Vultures are running for their lives. There's a number 88 on that team? Yeah. What the heck? Usually, like, everyone else on these kids' teams are, like, number 1, one through 12 through, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> 88 back there. So now he's, we have another sleepover, and he's getting a little weird. They're learning together how to survive the elements and become more one as a team. If you're Beyond Sun and you find out they're going to eat you, how does that make you feel? I mean, if I was him, I probably would have already known that I was going to be the one. Like, I'm the weakest one. He has the least amount of meat, though. They're not going to eat Ambrose. Too much of a fight. Here they are now howling at the moon. Truman is unamused, so I don't think it's working too well. No. They at the moon. Which is also interesting because they're not the wolves. They're the tigers. But it's just becoming more primal. They're becoming (laughs) primal. And they all the neighborhood all dogs. the neighborhood dogs. They get run over. It's chaos. We have more brand brands that are aware. We had Coleman tents, mm-hmm. and she's back. The Hummer mom is back. Which I think she used to be a and feature the, on Mad TV. Yes, and yes. Eminem Cookie, and the same our. Yep. The other guest at this coffee shop is back wearing the exact same outfit. Literally the same zip up. He's got the same cookie. He's just there. They don't have frequent drinker cards, but they should. Should. If you create an awards program, you're going to get people to engage with you more. Because it's like, why do I get all my sandwiches at Jersey Mike's? Because I get shore points. Every eight sandwiches, I get one free. So this, Phil's been kicked out of the coffee shop. And because of this, it leads to Phil making more coffee at home and investing in an espresso machine of his own. Now, this is the only place to get coffee in the city that they live in? In the entire city of Chicago. This is the this only is place. This is like some some far out suburb, right? It's also but I, all these maybe. parents make money in Chicago. It's close enough. Oh for yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also like this is not like a modern day Nespresso or like easy to brew one shot kind of deal. This is like an espresso machine you see at an actual cafe. Do you hear Truman? Which one she is? Green. She's green. Yeah, I color code them. I was thinking so we didn't have any weird uh, background. I don't even know where her mic is. Underneath all the headphones? Yeah. Oh, it's probably fine. Okay, this is where uh, Phil... Dick's mic yeah. dick cut out. He's juice box boy. He's also copped uh, Mike Ditka's sunglasses. He's chewing gum like him. 
he's gone from trying to impress him to just trying to be him and replace him. I do love the juice box boy. And Dick is gone. No longer head, no longer the assistant coach of now, the Tigers. Is this the first time you see Phil with the logo of the Tigers on his tracksuit? Yep. It's it's escalated. It's no longer Puma. It is a home stitched Tigers tracksuit. Okay. Now this is the chant. Break someone's clavicle. What is a clavicle? Your collarbone. Oh, why don't we just say collarbone? Because it's clavicle. It's like him saying asinine. Just it's it's a word that doesn't mean anything. Now he's coaching the parents as well. <clears throat> Stu's got to take a lap. Ambrose's dad ordered to take a lap because he did not tuck in his he's, he's button-up shirt. Now here we do have, um, well, maybe not just yet. Same ref every game. Yeah, there's only one ref. <laughs> 13 there. teams, and I guess they can only play one at a time. These are some very long weekends. Phil is now yelling at children. He's running onto the field to heckle children. That should have been the uh, car defense right there. Oh, there is his coffee machine now that he is bringing to the games. It's 2-2 Tigers. Oh, we have a Bobby yes. Knight situation. We have yes, a chair thrown onto the field. It's a very Midwestern movie. And Sam, his son, full circle, Back sitting on, on the, the bench. bench. And we also got our first um, glimpse of Buck actually might be worried about this. Doing a little scouting of the Tigers. The man who just said, yeah, I can take him, is the one that played in the USL really? championship for Hartford That's Athletic. Barrera. Yep. He's been, we've, we've probably seen this man play. As a grown-up, which is wild. He shoves the kid. <laughs> Phil ran onto the field to push a kid down by the head. And this is the semifinal. And Tigers are, with this win, on to the finals. And he has got a cone, and he's yelling into the cone and telling people that their butt to their butt that yeah. they are losers. Phil is a dangerous society at this point. He's he's being restrained. Phil is making his son think about coffee the way that alcohol kids of alcoholic parents think about alcohol. <laughs> yeah. You, you just feel for him. <laughs> She's just like... <laughs> They got the uh, they got the sink in the island, and a sink behind her. They have two sinks in this room. It looks like it, yeah. <gasps> yes, she went to the other sink. I'm not gonna be happy when my son is sad in his room, but I will like when I don't have to uh, entertain him all the time, and he can just go be sad on his own somewhere. They get to that age where they can be on their own. It'd be nice. Phil. 
Phil is getting to a place where he might be losing the people in his life because of his actions and his addiction to coffee and winning. Frankly, just beating his dad, like being better. Okay. Phil is uh, stitching together a new tracksuit, blue with tigers and a tiger on the back. Breathing fire. Gladiators sponsored by Buck's Sports Store. Wouldn't it be wild? Like, it does all this and gets to the end and the fighters get upset. <laughs> That's my final. So there's a lot There's a lot right on this game. Remember, there's the bet. There is the... Uh, so I'm bringing it back to Carrie's notes on the finals. Um, so not only are we in a championship, we're in the finals, but there's a man in a captain's hat announcing and she asks is this someone i should know and i'm pretty sure it's one of the dads from the tigers who hasn't had any speaking lines Mm. but does just kind of stand in the back with the captain's hat maybe but then the tigers scored first tigers are up 1-0 gladiators are struggling Phil starts heckling one of the children who looks familiar. Phil starts heckling Logan. Logan says, I've had enough of this and attacks Phil. I think everyone is a little happy to see it. <clears throat> the young uh, son's got the ball in the box. In the box, no defenders, and just kicks it very slowly towards the goalie. He gave it a shot. He did not score. Bucky gets the ball. Come on. Hey. Hey. True. What the fuck, my guy? Uh Uh-uh. All right. The ref is calling both coaches to the center of the field. He's over it. This is also the ref's, like, third different uniform. He's worn a yellow, a red, and a black Uniform. Hit the road. So now the gladiators are getting smart and are just defending two players. They're all over these Italians. It's kind of crazy. It took like seven, eight games to realize this is what you should do to defend. Right. Also, the Tigers have no defense. It's just the Italians. So if you can get away from that front line, if you can get the balls away from or get the ball away from them, yeah, that's it. So it's halftime. Well, I believe Ambrose is the anchor on that defense. I guess he can be a brick wall. So Sam shows up at half. Sam shows up at half. He is not dressed. He is not interested in playing because his dad sucks. Everyone is hurting. Parents are massaging their kids. 
Phil is seeing what he has become. He has become his father. And what's he going to do about it? Flashback. Mm-hmm. Young Flashback. Phil. Not playing. Buck. Sideburns. And mustache. <laughs> he also threatened to trade the entire team to the Tigers next year if they lose. Which, if I'm them, if I lose and get traded to the team that beats me, is that okay? You know what this is also very similar to? Mighty Ducks. Mm. We've already seen the flying V. And also, Not really. When you had like every <clears throat> goal scored in this game, the entire team celebrates yeah, in front of the goal. Charlie Banks in uh, Mighty Ducks gets traded from the best team to the oh. Mighty Ducks and ends up trying to come back and help them win a championship. Mm. It's been a minute since I've seen Mighty Ducks. So Phil is apologizing. He's had his realization. He's having his heartwarming moment with his son. This was 2005. This was back when Chicago Fire was really good, right? Look at Foot Mob. Doesn't go back that far. Look. So Sam Sam is in. He accepts the apology. He's ready to play. Mom snuck in his jersey. She knew this was going to happen. And she makes Phil take off part of the suit. She's like, this is the worst thing you've ever worn in your entire life. We've got to change it up. So now Phil's coming back to the team. We've lost internet. What about the sailor dad? I So, oh, you were upstairs when I brought this up. Because that was Carrie's note. Is Why is there a man in a captain's hat announcing this game? Yeah. And it's the dad from, It's he's a dad on the Tigers. Okay. He hasn't had any speaking lines up until this point. He's just there. Like when Phil is talking or whatever, he's just around listening. But he's been in the background, always wearing a captain's hat. Is he off to some big plans after the game, I guess? We're back. Jackets off. Phil, son, back on team and dressed. It's halftime. Okay, so this dad slash announcer does have a name. His name is Jim Davidson, quote, the captain. Nice. <laughs> Played by Jim Turner. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a strong enough role to come up with a whole different first name. He's, he's never called Jim in this. Sh- is Carrie coming back? Uh, allegedly after 730. Because wow. I want to know what she thought about the movie. <clears throat> The Overall. 2005, yeah. the 2005 uh, Chicago Fire were stacked. Will Johnson, Canadian International. We have John Thorrington, U.S. International. We have C.J. Brown, U.S. International. Chris Rolfe, U.S. International. Chris Armis, U.S. International. Jesse Marsh, coach of Leeds United, U.S. International. Logan Paws, U.S. International. Jim Curtin, U.S. International. Zach Thornton, U.S. International. I think Justin Matt played for the U.S. International team, too. This team was outstanding. All right, we're having a dynamic character change. Phil says, 
just kidding, everyone. Do the exact opposite of everything I've said this season. He destroys his coffee, his gigantic. Destroys the shy little young son. Runs up, starts kicking it, destroying it. So now, going into the second half, the most important thing is trying your best and having fun. What are we going to do? Don't listen to Phil. Better than breaking clavicles. Much better than breaking clavicles. Some might say, but some might say the other way around. Goalie jumps the wrong way after a shot. Goes straight into the bar. And now it is 3-1 Gladiators. And those stars are definitely, um, what, fashionable? Yeah. <laughs> so Phil realizes maybe this kid just can't see. It's not that he's bad. The goalie, maybe it's not his fault. And the goalie is Mr. Mosby's son. Yes. They let in a goal, but the goalie can now see. And he does what all kids do. They look at their hands differently. They're like, I've looked you at look this at your hand. hands and you look at the trees because you never knew that trees had individual leaves. You thought they were just big green like blobs. Cartoons. And then immediately saves the goal, does a little dance. He's having a great time. Nice throw to Avery. Mark Avery and Avery's going to do it on the neck. And we got the He's flying do this V weird. again. So this is my question. But this is the first time that we've had the flying V with the ball on the back. Is this legal? Could I do this in Indy City football? I don't see a reason why not. Okay, Avery leads the league in the least amount of time played. And... This kid's going to eat a worm to distract the goalie. Uh-huh. And Ambrose, the powerhouse kick. Through Avery's legs. From, oh, like, over half. Yeah. yeah. They could have gotten a lot closer <clears throat> than that. Yeah. I mean, they didn't need to. Tigers score. It is now 3-2. I'm pretty sure that one kid was off sides as well. It is 3-2. to two. Hunter, after eating the worm, tearing down the field, pass to Jack. Is he over the line? That's the box. Oh, okay, okay. And we get the mega person. Byung Sun gets on Ambrose's back. Shy shoulders. little Byung Sun gets a header. And he does the And YMCA. who is watching from a distance in his binoculars? Mike Ditka. He says... Way to go, Bing Bong. Way to go, Bing Bong. Way to go, Bing Bong. Did we not see Byung Sung celebrating and do the YMCA? Has he not done that yet? He's on the shoulders and does... Is it like a post-credits scene or something? No, he just did it. Oh. Like, he he was literally on the... When he was celebrating, everyone was, like, running up to him, and he just did the YMCA. All right, now we have our other... So his name's Hannah Ambrose. Ambrose Hannah. Ambrose Hannah. Uh oh. Now it's a little one v one. Sam versus Bucky. Nephew versus Uncle. He does the step and pull just like the Italians taught him to. 
Phil is in shock. Sam's got Buck is in shock. Everyone is like, oh my gosh. Oh, and he beats the goalie. Beautiful. Buries it. Four to three Tigers. Not only do they take the lead, but that is the end of that's the game. It. That game is the over. last Tigers play. Win. That's that's a little too close for my comfort. This is a very familiar feeling for Hawville. I don't like it. Everyone is cheering. Everyone's and cheering. They all love each other again. There's no more conflict. No more fighting. So what what did you learn from this movie, Shelby? Uh, well, the movie's not over yet. Um, I, why is this? Okay, this woman is wearing a full brown tracksuit, including a brown beret. She looked like an off-duty soldier. <laughs> These kids are wild. Um, what did I learn? I learned that competition is not the most important thing. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just have fun and do your best. It's a good life lesson, Shelby. Jason, did you learn anything from watching this? Don't do what Phil says to do. Do the opposite, yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned what a clavicle was. Yeah. Very practical. So now we've got an actual cookout at Bucks. There's more than just three adults there. Avery is still a troll. And gets kicked into a pool. As he should. Oh, and he wants his hamburger well done. Hmm. <sighs> Disrespectful to the to the animal yeah. that died to give you that food. Dicka heard. We we know Dicka was there, but the town yeah. is like who won your local soccer championship? Did you hear about that? I didn't, but Dicka heard. Dicka also happy for Phil. The beef will continue between him and Buck. He says, sorry, I'd love to see you get this Pele ball. Phil gets to make good on the bet. It's like, but I got to get all my leaves into your dad's yard by nightfall. <laughs> the captain is here. He's made it from announcing he's at the after party. <laughs> and Buck tells Phil he's proud of him. And Phil gives him back the Pele ball. Isn't that the same ball that they used uh, in the 11's first year? Mm-hmm. It was the, it's the, the NASL ball. Yeah. It's not about the ball. The ball was a metaphor. And just to end the movie, Phil and Buck have teamed up. They've gone into business together. They've redone the commercial. And they've it's got hilarious. balls. hilarious. 
They got bowls. They got balls and vitamins. But mostly yeah. balls. And vitamins. Mike Dicka finally gets caught smoking. There we have it. That's the end. That is it. This was um, mentioned as Will Ferrell's favorite movie that he found. That was one of my other facts. It's so sweet. Keep, keep, keep going, Jason. Yeah. No, I don't have Why? it. You pull it up. You had it. You have it in front of you. No, you have it in front of you. Oh, I thought you had it. I just had my memorized synopsis. Gotcha. He said this is his favorite of his films for sentimental reasons. Throughout the span of the shoot, his wife became pregnant with and gave birth to their first son. Uh, Farrell said he filmed specifically imagining watching the movie with his child one day. That's so sweet. Well, Farrell is married to a Swedish supermodel. Good for him. So I think we've already known for a while now that this was a much better soccer movie than the, um, can't even think of the name of it right now. Just for kicks. Just for kicks. Four kicks. Number, four number. kicks. Just four kicks. Um, you guys agree? Yes. Oh, yeah. Big fan of this movie. I know you've seen it multiple times. I used to own it on DVD. I guess I don't anymore, but, mm. you know. Um, but I've seen it many, many times. It is a classic. It is a good, good movie. Good-ass movie. So that wraps it up. Oh, there's Jim Davidson, the captain. The captain. Jim Davidson, the captain. I love how they didn't say Jim, the captain Davidson. No. They gave no. him, yeah. They also it's, gave him a full name, even though no one ever called him by Jim Davidson. No. He was, I, no one even called him the captain. What's his name? Daniel Barrera. Barrera. He just went off the screen. Danny Barrera. Beautiful. Mia Apatow. Um, Alleged relative to Judd Apatow? Yes. Why not? And with that, speaking of Italian, our lasagna is ready. Nice. Great timing. That's what I'm having for dinner tonight, too. Well, bye. Yeah, I guess that wraps it up. No one else is here, so we'll see you. Carrie did not make it back in time. She had a neighborhood association meeting. Jordan was otherwise busy with other league involvement. Well, for the two of us, goodbye, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Cole made it back just for the bye. Bye. (laughs) This episode of Indy City Football Live is brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Turketti's, nobody beats our meats. Once the 87th most popular U.S. soccer podcast for one day in July 2022, this show is brought to you by an all-star cast of Indianapolis Super Volunteers. Executive producer, host, engineer, and editor, Jason Racefan Chisholm. Executive producer, show host, porch host, and bachelorette expert in residence, Carrie Slow Hockey on Grass Burge. Assistant to the producers, league analyst, and vice shadow commissioner, Cole For the Bush Street, Manager of the assistant to the producers and owner of the first legit city football tattoo, Shelby, that's really her name, Street. Executive producer, occasional interviewer, and league commissioner, Jordan, the ghost of Smoke Mountain Updike. Along with these Hoosiers and a litany of partners, sponsors, players, and random people who walked into the studio because they saw us on Twitter, this has been Indy City Football Live, created by the Pod Squad and brought to you by Turketti. Bye.
Thank you. Have a good night. Be a good neighbor. I can't believe you listened to this whole thing. If you hear this message, contact your manager and tell him you deserve a volunteer point. I'm not going to guarantee that it will go through or show, but honestly, I think you deserve a volunteer point for listening to that entire thing. See you tomorrow.